Welcome to episode 64 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC animated universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I am Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And a shitload happened in like comic book and pop culture news this last week. My God. Cameron, where do you want to start with this? There's a lot <laughs> uh, to go through. Oh, God. Do we want to start at the beginning or just start fresh? Because we um, have news that happened this morning. Let's do let's let's do fresh, and then we'll dig out fresh. some old rotten news in the background. Cool, great. It's what we're best at. Yeah. Uh, did you see the new Ready Player One trailer slash poster that everyone's upset? I I did. I saw the the poster where his leg is way too long. It is. It is. Uh, I I measured it. <laughs> oh my god! Compared it to his body, because there was another photo someone posted on Twitter. Yeah. And it was like it was just like his legs was like it was like three legs stacked on top of each other, and then his body. Um, <laughs> That was a little bit of an over-exaggeration of what they did uh, because the actual leg was like one and a half times the size of his body. Hey, for all we know, uh, Ty Sheridan just has a really long right leg. Yeah. Well, it's also like this is in the future, Chris. Like this could be some evolutionary advancement (laughs) that has happened. They could be robot legs. Like the first version of VR requires you to like utilize your legs as part of the process. Yeah. Asymmetrically so. So one just grew longer in, right. in the next 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. By 2045, yeah. all of people's legs will be model length legs. It did. It is kind of amazing that they would let a poster like that out. Yeah. With that sort of just like, like that was the first thing I noticed. Really? I didn't, I didn't even know. Cause I, all the headlines I saw were like, like poster reveals huge Easter egg, and I didn't realize they were being literal because the background is a giant it's fucking a literal egg. Easter egg. Oh, yeah, my and God. I'm like, I was like scanning the poster trying to find like what's hidden in the background. There's got to be something that I'm missing. Yeah, I was trying to like look at there's like a billboard in the very back of the poster, and I'm like, what's on the billboard? Um, I was like looking in the window, and I w- were like, there actual non-literal Easter eggs no. hidden? Oh, okay, everything but, was blurry. But there must have been a shitload in the trailer, though. Yes, right. I mean, are those Easter eggs, or those are just more like? Like teases. It's just gonna be like, it's just gonna be like nerd fodder. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was some pretty cool shit. Like there was a um, a really cool version of Mach Five I saw in there. Mm-hmm. Like not, it wasn't quite the cartoon. It wasn't quite the movie. It was like its own distinct thing. Yeah, which looked pretty awesome. I I went through as the crazed fan of this book that I am. Uh, How many times have you listened to it? Uh, four. How many times have you read it? Half. I own it. Uh. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Don't shame me for listening to audiobooks. <laughs> that could be a sponsor one day, we, Chris. We we all know that uh, audio is a dead medium, right? Which is why they let us do it, right? Yeah, yeah. This, that's why we're taking <laughs> capitalizing on it. Yeah. Um, just like our forefathers of the forties. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Audio was, is the future, they say. That's loud. Your table's loud. It is. Sorry, I didn't give you a coaster. That's fine. I'll use your your so, gaming mat. What's on your gaming mat here? Uh, I have no idea, actually. I've had that for maybe four years. Okay. This is is that, like, I think it might be an old Overwatch thing. Okay. Again, great for an audio medium. Yeah. Um, um, no, but like it, it looks pretty damn cool. Now, I was surprised to see that the, like, the Avatar versions of the characters were drastically different than their human counterparts. Like, I guess that was to be expected, but I wasn't expecting that. What did you think of I, that? So... When I first watched it, I watched the trailer maybe six times already. I'm sure. And it's been out for... Uh, like six hours. Yeah. Well, that's a good ratio. Yeah. Um, I've watched it twice. So. <laughs> I At first, I was very put off. Because I also didn't make the connection that the like 
the B-list Sephiroth that the main character looks like. Uh, do you know who Sephiroth is? No. It's fine. It's a Final Fantasy character. Okay, that explains why I don't know. Um, he's the main villain from Final Fantasy. Great theme song, by the way. I think you'd really like his theme song. I'll play it for you afterwards. Okay. Um, I was very put off, and I wasn't. I didn't like it at first, but after watching it a few times, I realized whenever I play an MMORPG, that is exactly what my avatar looks like. It's mm-hmm. never a normal hair color. It's always no, like yeah, it's uh, always a little angular. Like it's, yeah, it's, everyone always has like a little bit of Japanese inspiration because yeah. these look like Final Fantasy characters. Like, okay. have you ever seen Advent Children? No, I didn't. What's what? Great movie. What? It's it's a movie called Final Fantasy Advent Children. Okay. Uh, it came out in two thousand six, five ish, um, but the animation like still holds up today. I guess oh, okay. It was so beyond its time for two D animation. Mm-hmm. 2D slot, 2.5D animation. Does it hold up much better than the Batman Gotham Knight like uh, anime film that came out between Batman Begins the Dark Knight? Just just a hair better. Okay. <laughs> um, I love Advent Children. It's a okay. great. It's great. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I think I'm more accepting of the avatars now. I'm curious what mm-hmm. the public thinks because I haven't looked at any like articles about it yet. Yeah, I didn't really look at it either. I mean, it it... You know what's interesting is uh, another trailer dropped today, which was the um, the Battle Angel. Oh, I didn't see that one. So it's it's from James Cameron's producing and Robert Rodriguez directing. I don't really know okay. anything about. I think it's adapted from an anime. I want to say, but I don't really know anything about it. But in it, it's all set in like for the most part, it is you know live action. But the main character is like a fully CG character, but she's meant to look photorealistic. And the entire trailer, it felt really uncanny valley. But I noticed that the Ready Player One trailer didn't. I think it's partly because it's all set in an entire world of CGI. Of CGI. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't. It it works better than trying to put one character in there that doesn't quite mesh. Okay. Oh, it's based off Battle Angel Alita. Okay. Yeah. I was about to call it Battle Angel Lolita, which no, that's, Lolita that's not, is very different. It's very. It's a very. <laughs> Still Japanese. Very but, different story. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it it looked really awesome. Like um, I noticed that even just in the trailer. Or, it was clear that they had done a lot of story changes from the book to the movie, but mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a bad thing. Christopher Waltz is in it. Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz is in How it. How dare you? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited for, for Ready Player One, though. I really love the book, and the movie looks like they've departed enough that I think it can kind of be its own thing, Yeah, which is nice. I don't think you necessarily want to do a really faithful adaptation. Did you look for all the cameos in the trailer yet? I watched it once, and then I watched it again just like for fun. And I, I mean, I, I spotted... A few things here and there. I was like, I spotted the Iron Giant. I spotted the mm-hmm. Mach 5. Um, I was more just like realizing how many cool people are in that cast. Like, yeah. like Ben Mendelsohn is, yeah. is like the villain. And uh, I, I kind of remember the casting when the movie was like first announced, but I've mm-hmm. forgotten a lot of the people who are actually in it. The one that I'm most excited for is um, uh, the Shaun of the Dead. Oh, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, thank you. I'm like, Sean, yeah, he, Sean. I don't. I didn't see him at all in the trailer. No, he's. I think he's, or he's uh, playing the friend of Halliday. Yeah. Whose name I already forgot. Oh, Merlin? Something like that. Oh, what's the, um, what's the actress in it, though? She was on Bates Motel, and she was in Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Oh, okay. How am I blanking on her name, though? She's amazing. I love her. So I'm one. We're really rushing through this right now. <laughs> um, I'm working on it. Me too. Internet. Olivia Cook. Yeah. Super excited for her. She's amazing. Okay. Oh, yeah, there she is. 
Oh, uh, yeah, she's playing Artemis. And then fucking TJ Miller's in it. Oh, my God, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Ogden Morrow. That's who Simon Pegg is going to be. Oh, that's Morrow. right. Merlin Morrow. You're, you're close. Right direction. You're right around there. Um, well, I went through this trailer near frame by frame to try and see everything. What what and all did you see? I feel like Regale even us. then I missed a lot because like sure my video game it's, knowledge it's is very still... very dense, too. Yeah, it's still pretty limited. And there's a lot of just like generic video game, like not not characters, but just like generic video game looking things. Yeah. Um, but I caught uh, at the very beginning the Batmobile, the the nineteen sixties Batmobile yeah. is, in the, is in there. Oh, yes. uh, the Mach Five, like you mentioned, I saw the A Team van. Uh, Kit from Knight Rider made a quick appearance uh, in the racing part, and then in the battle part. Uh, the fucking Battletoads are all in there, which is super exciting. What? 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 Battletoads what? is a Super Nintendo game from the late 80s that is deemed one of the hardest games to ever come out on console. Have you played it? I've played it once, and it was not fun for me. Okay. It was very hard. A lot of those old games are actually really hard. Yeah. Like when I was home, my brother's got the, uh, the Super NES, the, mm-hmm. little, the little box one. And I tried playing Star Fox. I realized I'd never played like Super NES Star Fox. I only played N64. Near impossible. I even we went to go it, do... We call it the SNES, by the way. Fuck off. <laughs> I even then went to go play uh, Super Mario World, mm-hmm. which I have played before. Oh, it's one of the best. And I mean, I... It might be my favorite Super Mario uh, of, of 2D. Okay, yeah. I, I, but so I, I still find it really goddamn hard to play. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's almost too simple. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm too simple. Yeah. That's probably what you it is, actually. You can't. You got to use your creativity in those games. Oh, well, that's a problem. I'm not creative. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Uh, what all? And the so we get the, the Battle Toes made a quick appearance. Um, Tracer from Overwatch is in there for some reason. That's the one that really threw me off because all of these are like old 60s to 80s references. Yeah. And then Tracer. I mean, I kind of get it. Like Overwatch is huge right now, and yeah, you, you mentioned that it's. On it. Yeah, I don't know anything about it, but it seems like it's a big deal in gaming, so I guess it makes mm-hmm. sense that it would be in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chun-Li made a quick appearance. Um, and then Mobile Suit Gundam was in there. There was a oh, like right. a kung fu fighting Chucky from the horror movie Chucky series. Yeah, I saw a Chucky in there, which, which was really I'm bizarre. so curious about. How they're going to factor in that in. Yeah. And then the Iron Giant. Oh, Iron Giant. Mm-hmm. And then to cap off of that news, uh, Ernest Klein came out and said that he's currently writing... Um, Ready Player Two mm-hmm. at the moment. You know, I don't know how I feel about that actually. Without saying how the book ends, I really like how the book ends. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily want to spend like I want to spend more time in that world, but I don't necessarily want to know what happens next. There is an anime series called Sword Art Sword Art Online. Okay, that the people that I, as I say that now, the people that have watched that show are rolling their eyes because <laughs> Why? it it had a similar ending to the book. Okay. Um. And it also had, that was at the end of season one, it had that ending. Mm-hmm. And then there were two more seasons after that. And the quality dropped to such an extreme low in those two, se- in those two seasons. As much as I would want a Ready Player Two book just to continue that world, I really, I'm very cautious because of how it was handled in other mediums already. Like, it, with the anime you're referring to, like the story dropped because... They didn't know, like, just the quality of the show dropped, or like they like they didn't know how to continue that world, or like yes. they, they or they trying to like pay off setup, and it's hard to pay off. I don't know. It's hard to it, dance around. <clears throat> um, 
so at the end of the series, so the series is about um, a group of gamers get trapped in a VR game called Sword Art Online. Okay. And the only way to beat the game, the only way to escape the game is to beat it. But if you die in the game, you die in real life. Okay. Yeah, we've seen that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story was great. Like, yeah, it's a story we've heard and seen a dozen times now, but the animation quality was amazing. The characters were fairly well-written for an anime, um, and it was great. And then season two comes along, and you just can't get the same level of like hype and mm. okay, yeah, that's ex- fair. and like uh, not payoff. What's the word? I'm looking? like the same level, like the same threat level. When you leave that game, he joins a second game uh, because his girlfriend never came out of the of the first game. Her mind was transferred into a second game. Oh my god, this already, so sounds, he has to this go already to, sounds confusing. Yeah, he has to go to the second game where now there are elves that fight. Um, and, and then it just got, it just got kind of rapey after that. And I mean that word exactly as it sounds. It got weird. So maybe, maybe best avoid season one. Watch it. Great. Okay. Just stop after that. Okay. Good. Good to know. I've already forgotten the name of it. So that's not going to be a problem. Uh, but yeah, they're making a second one. Uh, what are the news? We had the Jessica Jones trailer drop this morning as well. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I like, I think Jessica Jones is my favorite of the Netflix series. I don't think I'm going to end up watching it, though. Did you watch Punisher? I didn't watch Punisher, no. Neither have I. I, I, I watched The Defenders. It was fine. I, it, you know, it's just for me now, there's not an, enough time to, like, see everything, and mm-hmm. I'm just no longer really excited about this. Like, Same. Especially with Netflix. Like, I don't, I don't really have 13 hours I want to dedicate to something that I'm kind of ambivalent towards. Right. To a story that could take four, four to six. Yeah. And so I'm just, I can't, like, I know. Uh, it sucks, because, like, it's one of those things that I would, I want to do well, and I want to support it, and I want it to be successful. Right. Um, for many, many reasons, but I'm just kind of like, meh. Mm-hmm. No, I fully understand. Um, yeah, Punisher is the first kind of superhero show that, I, that I'm that i skipping. Well, except for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I imagine you I have. watched the first two seasons, yeah, two and a half seasons Yeah, but it's like, we're like five seasons in, so you're not still watching it. Right. Have you watched Runaways? Uh, yes. And it's fine. Okay. I'm I'm trying to decide if I'm going to watch it or not. Don't watch it yet. Okay. Because we're, we're five episodes deep and they still haven't fucking run away yet, Chris. They haven't fucking run away. The show is about them trying to get away from their parents. You got to do a lot of setup work. It's so much, so much much unnecessary setup. Is it too much? Yes. Is it, is it a 10 episode season? Do you know? I don't know. But already it's too long. Yeah. Because see, episode one and two are the exact same story. Oh, no. It's see, Episode one is from the kid's perspective, and it ends with them seeing their parents uh, do a sacrifice. Uh, and then episode two is the same story from the parents' perspective. Oh, fuck that. And nothing changes. Like, the parents aren't interesting enough yet. Yeah. And there's just two... It's, it's another one of those, there's too many questions, and they're not getting answered at nearly fast enough pace. Oh, okay. Never mind, then. Uh, I'll let you know if it... It's, if it's worth it by the end, it probably won't be. Okay, I'll just keep watching the Orville instead. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to sing movies, which is also an important thing to do. Yeah. Um, did you see the news about the uh, return of Andre Romano? To I the did world, not. The world of animation. Yeah. So there's a new uh, series calling out called "The Gang's All Here." 
So as far as I can tell, she's not going to be voice directing. She's actually playing a character. Oh, interesting. Um, but it's also Rob Paulson <gasps> and Kevin Conroy are both in it. Okay. And I guess it's, I, I think it's, it's not quite BoJack Horseman, but it seems to be about a whole bunch of like, it's, it's an all like, it's obviously a cartoon. They're all animals working in the entertainment industry. Interesting. Yeah. I'm down. So, you know, it sounds like it could be kind of fun. So I'm not sure when it's going to come out exactly, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's Kevin Conroy. It's Rob Paulson. I love those guys. Yeah. yeah. I'm 100% down for this. Oh, okay. Also, so a quick side tangent. So uh, Shane and I went to go see the live James Bonding podcast. Oh, how was that? It was so goddamn amazing. Uh, the mats recognized me because I once again wore my Terry Cloth. I'm so glad. Play suit. They brought me up on the stage to like show it off to everyone. It was real fun. Um, but they had a couple expert bond opinion people like stash away in the audience from when like discussions oh, came around. So one was their, their head of social media, Emily, but the other person was Maurice LaMarche. I feel like I should know that name. You don't, he's like, he's one of the biggest names in animation. He's the voice of brain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. He's sorry. I, I thought this was gonna be like a huge, I thought you were gonna be like all upset that you like weren't there when like he was there. I'm sorry. He's like the voice of everything. Cameron. Give me a second. Cam- I'm sorry. I I, 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 I have no excuse. I am sorry. This is 100% my fault. I don't. I was not prepared for this news. You're not even. Uh, uh, we're just going to. Sorry, guys. We're going to end the podcast early today. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the shows next week. <laughs> God, God damn it. All right. I got one, one last bit of news here. Did you hear about the. They're doing a, a scripted podcast starring Wolverine. Like Wolverine, Wolverine, or Hugh Jackman, Wolverine? Well, Richard Armitage as Wolverine. Oh, I kind of just want like a podcast where you just talk to Hugh Jackman. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Wolverine, but they're marketing it as a Wolverine podcast. Get jacked. Yeah, just talking, exactly. yeah. killing it. I mean, I oh, would he's also Morbo. Aw, he's. I know. Okay, I've seen this guy. He was in. Sorry, damn it. Nope. Stop fidgeting. Um, with your very sound enhancing table that we're recording on top of um he was in the i know that voice documentary yeah he's everybody yes he plays additional voices in simpsons yeah he does he's that guy he's several characters (gasps) in the dcau he's big bob and hey arnold yeah big bob is held is helga's dad oh did you do oh yeah Mm -hmm. i forgot about big bob yeah. yeah, but he was there. I, I legitimately thought you'd be more excited about this, but I'm sorry. I, I have I have I have other casting news to go over in the episode. Okay, I think I'm trying to think of any other newsworthy oh, topics. A, wow, I am ashamed of myself. Yeah, I mean he's he's, he's in Korra. He's, he's in Adventure Time. He's in Ultimate. He's Doctor Doom in Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah, Futurama. No, I mean he's one of the biggest names in like voice actors. Yeah, oh, he, I'm, he's incredible. I'm fully ashamed of my. I am so sorry, you everyone, that be. I let you down. You need the right individual apologies. He's father, Chris. <laughs> it, from, he's father from, from Kids Next Door. Individual apology notes. I will to all of our listeners, dear mom, and. To- <laughs> Sorry, I let you down. Yeah. <laughs> also, you need to send done. Po- yeah, you also need <laughs> dear to s- Chris's parents. <laughs> oh, they don't listen. Okay, good. Wes does though. And, dear and Wes, Todd, <laughs> Todd, I'm sorry I let you down on such a catastrophic level. Fucking challenge. He's master falling and challenge. Jesus Christ. Any more? Any, any, do you want to make yourself feel worse? Any more characters? Yes, I do. <laughs> Uh, All right. I mean, while you keep looking, I have one last little bit. Did you see the um, 
first release photos from X Men Dark Phoenix. He's the fucking narrator. Uh, Dark Phoenix. Did you, did you see him? Did you see him, Cameron? Yes. Yes. Thoughts. Fine. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, I it's I like that like that big wide shot they have of the the shuttle kind of falling apart and. Gene is floating above it and like turning into the Phoenix and glowing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, I'm hoping they do like a realistic version of the Phoenix. It's hard to say though, too, because like based off of some of the descriptions that come out, it just sounds like, oh, at no point has it acknowledged that it is like a cosmic force. It's just talking about like some force within Gene itself. So I'm hoping they don't make the same mistake as Last Stand. Yeah. I mean, at, at least at a minimum, aesthetically, they seem to be going the right direction in terms of her like, actually literally being like a real on, phoenix yeah, yeah. Like, like on fire and stuff like that um yeah i know it looks it looks fine I, I don't know i have such i don't want to say little faith but i'm almost uninterested a little bit at this point yeah well like if it's good great i'm excited if it's yeah. bad i feel like i'm not whatever invested like i don't want to say justice league broke me <laughs> like i expected it would <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm I, I I think I'm a little broken as a person right now. Are you just kind of burnt out on superhero I'm, movies? A little bit. Yeah. And I never thought I'd come to that day. We, like I'm still excited for movies. We we have a nice long gap though. I think we don't have anything until Black, Black Panther, Black Panther in February. Which is in, oh, it's only February. I mean, I'm yeah. super excited for the movie, but I also want a little bit longer in between. Right. Also, this might all be moot because I don't know if there's. I feel like the deal has closed between Disney and Fox, but I don't know if there's right. been an official confirmation yet. I think we should save that news for next week. Yeah. Uh, when we have more information about it. Yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't want to be sharing this false information to mom, Todd, <laughs> Wes, <laughs> and Wes. <laughs> it's fine. I think he's a few weeks behind. He'll probably hear this in like four weeks or so when it's actually okay. confirmed news. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about it then. The, it is very heavily speculated that... Marvel is now part of Disney. Sorry, well, Fox, Fox all the X-Men, Fox properties. Yes, yeah. X Men, Fantastic Four are, are now possibly part of the DC. It um the MCU. The yeah, the MCU. It'll um. It was a big change, Chris. Big, yeah. <laughs> WB swooped in. Oh my god! I mean, you know what? The X Men would probably make the DC EU better, wouldn't it? A little bit. And actually, that's not true. They'll just fuck up those characters too. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I can go on and on about that. Apparently, I go I mean, on Deadpool too much about great. that. Deadpool, throw Deadpool in there and just yeah. troll everyone. Absolutely, I would love to see Deadpool go up against everyone. Batfleck in particular, yes, because I would love to see Ben Affleck be even less excited to be there. <laughs> to have the spotlight stolen by even more presence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So I think more to talk about probably at a later time. But mm-hmm. for right now. We, thank God, also have a Batman episode this week to talk about. Yes. And you know what? I actually kind of liked the Superman episodes. We got we got Prototype. Mm-hmm. It, I didn't know the cameo was going to be in there, which was exciting for me. Which cameo? What? Did I miss a, a like a main thing? John Henry Irons. Yes. Right. Got it. Yeah. Sorry. Like, yes. I think for me, that might be the reason why I kind of like this episode, was that I like it when they do that, like that soft intro of a character. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come back later. Like they did that with Barbara too. Like we met Barbara first before she right. became Batgirl. I feel like they did that probably somewhere else in the Superman world at some point too. I just don't know. I don't think. Oh, so. Oh, John Corbin. We met him. Oh, before that's he true. Metallo. That's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
He's worthy of that, though, because he's like an actual character on his own before he becomes Vitalo. Everyone else is just like, who gives a shit about them before they become mm-hmm. supervillains? I really feel like Superman was the series. They should have just skipped a lot of the origins. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of get why you they're all so super-powered. You kind of have to give them an introduction. It's not like Batman villains who are just theatrical. Right. And with, I think the only reason they did it is because they saw the success of the Batman villains. Mm-hmm. Of like... We cared about, uh, you know, um, Riddler and yeah. Harley. And, and, and actually, to be fair, excuse me. I mean, what, the Joker and Penguin didn't get origins. Joker, Penguin, and Catwoman are the three yeah. that didn't get and origins. And they had already been just in movies within the last, like, three years before this. So that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, before the animated series, not this. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is 97. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah, the last... I mean, I guess we had... Clark and Lois going on before this. Lois and Clark. Nope. <laughs> All right, this is not a race Ross thing. This is one where you're <laughs> actually just definitively wrong. <laughs> did you watch that show? Nope. Okay. I actually did watch a good amount of it. How is it? I mean, I watched it when I was a kid. So, so you liked it? <laughs> I mean, I liked it. Like, I remember bits and pieces here and there. Um, I remember the episode where Lois finally I think admits to Clark that she knows that he's Superman there's like I think they were like both wearing like black leather jackets and there was like a fountain they were like hanging outside and she like pulls his glasses off she's like I know who you are dummy sounds very 90s it's very that sounds like you might have also been watching Dawson's Creek I did not watch Dawson's Creek I know but that sounds like a scene that (laughs) That could have been pulled straight from Dawson's Creek for all I know I was accidentally watching Dawson's Creek when Caitlin's way yeah what I, that was the one. Caitlin's Way? Right? Is that a show? Yeah. With who? I don't know. Then where did that come from? I don't know. I don't know how my brain works. No that, one. That's a show, right? No one does. I'm not crazy. Are you thinking of Clarissa Explains It All? No. Caitlin's Way in Australia under the title Just a Kid is a live action teen drama series that aired on Nickelodeon from 2000 to 2002. Well, that... Okay. See, that's why I wouldn't have watched it, because it's like a Nickelodeon teen drama. Caitlin's Way focuses on Caitlin Singer, a troubled girl who lives in the streets of Philadelphia. After being arrested, Caitlin is given the option of going to the youth detention center or moving in with her, her mother's cousin in Montana. She chooses the latter upon moving in with Dory Gr- I'm not going to finish this. Yeah, please it don't. It already sounds boring. <laughs> it sounds really terrible. I'm sorry for the that, fans that like that That show. is a very obscure poll. Is that... That might be your most <laughs> obscure poll, I've actually. I've never even watched that show. Then where did that come from? I don't know. There was the the parody version on the Amanda show. Okay. That was, um, uh, oh my God, I'm so upset with myself right now. As you should be. Are you more upset than when you forgot who Maurice LaMarche I'm was? I'm just having a bad day right a real now. Bad day. <laughs> um, I'm just shitting all over you. Because it's, it's the, the song is in my head. Uh, I'll, you keep talking. I'll find okay. this in a quick second. Okay. Well, so what's... The cool thing about this episode... Moody's Point. That's all I'm sorry. <laughs> do, do, do. Do, do, do. It's great. It's great. Oh, it's going. so good. That's all I need. That's all you got. If, if fans remember that show, that's all they need to be like, oh, right, that show. Well, we've said it before. It's always surprising what sort of fandom overlaps. Right. There's probably one person. One person. What's the name of the show again? Moody's Point. No, but... The, oh, Caitlin's Way. If you, okay, if you <laughs> listen to this and you watch either one of those, send me an email. <laughs> I'm gonna make a new email account. <laughs> like that camera guy really knows what he's talking about. He's really got his really obscure Australian '90s TV dramas. Oh, I'm on it. Down. Uh, should we start talking about the episode? Yeah, we should. <clears throat> so 
this whole the whole point of this episode is clearly just to set up John Henry Irons and the fact that he is like a tech genius and he builds these weaponized suits. So he builds one for um, the SCU. Mm-hmm. That always throws me off because that's also like the abbreviation for my alma mater. So I always have to like double check it. That's, it's actually oh. the SCU, a special crimes unit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm assuming he did not build an armored suit for Santa Clara University. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. Yeah. That That's one of Lex's other failed projects. <laughs> because... Have we had a tech demo from Lex that hasn't gone wrong? Right. I, I guess this one didn't go wrong. It's, no, it actually it went right. Because mm-hmm. what ends up happening is that the... I was ready for the suit to get hacked into. That yeah, was, I was, was kind of waiting was for going. something like that. Yeah, but it's just like the it directly connects to like the neural pathways of your body or something like that. And so it started to slowly turn him crazy. That part of Which the episode... still doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. That whole part of the episode I found really just generic and the same. Was this a PSA for steroids? No. Are you sure? No, because we get an actual... Are you positive? No, we get an actual steroid PSA in Batman Beyond with the Slappers episode. Okay. But that's actually a really good episode, though. Okay. Because they do mention uh, when Mills is talking to his wife, she does be, she does give off the symptoms of... Or the... Not symptoms. Other words. Side effects? Side effects of steroids. Like, in like a perfect bullet point manner. Did she actually? I'd yes, actually, really? she does. I mean, it's what it's. You get like I guess like I guess it's get, like generic drug addiction. You get what were the what would she like? I don't remember off? exactly what she said, but it so was you like you uh, get you get stronger, you get agitated. Yeah, your manhood shrinks. Uh, well, she's like you like you 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 might need to tone it. Like you're a lot stronger now. You might need to tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, and he starts talking about how him and the suit are the, are like a, one being now. Like one and the same. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's listing off like the the sim- the side effects of addiction. <laughs> Or the symptoms of addiction. I did. I love how the show, the episode used the uh, the shorthand for like explaining that someone's gone over the top. It's like this news footage may be too traumatic for young viewers. Yeah. But this is still a goddamn kids, kids show, show. So yeah. it's him just like kicking a few people around and inevitably smashing the camera that's recording mm-hmm. it. And that's all that it is. Right. It's like he's not really doing like he at that point he's just kicking people around. It's not until he goes to break up. Like he tracks down like the the car thief, mm-hmm. and he literally tries to kill all of them. He tries like, to blow he, them up. He he should have killed all of them. This weren't if this weren't a kids cartoon, they all would have died. Yeah, because he sets fire to explosive barrels inside that warehouse and just blows the whole thing up, and everyone just comes scampering out and they're fine. Also, if you are tracking down a car thief, why would you smash that car? The the poor owner could have gotten his car back. No. But no, you smash the roof and then you blow it up. That's just more paperwork for the SCU. That's a dickhole. Mm-hmm. What's his name? John Mills. Mills. Yeah. Something is it? I have I have a I have a kind of dumb question. I'm sure it is, but go ahead. Um. So when they're testing the suit, mm-hmm. going back a, a handful of steps. Yeah. Uh, they're showing off all its feats. It has super strength. It's like it's the lasers, rockets. Yes, got... the lasers. What I want to focus on. Okay. So he cuts through a wall of steel, yeah. like it's near butter, mm-hmm. almost like it's not butter. Um. <laughs> I can't believe. <laughs> I can't believe. It's almost like it's not butter. Um, how do lasers stop? They don't. Okay, because it shot through, and it like when he opened the door, there was like a truck behind him. Yeah. And I also had that question of Superman: if he misses his heat vision, oh yeah, does it just? Because I mean, it has to dissipate somehow at some point. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, I think that's kind of the... But how? I don't know. So here's the thing. What I don't know... You're an engineer. Former. How do lasers Um, work? 
I mean, because they're they are a light. Yes. So I mean, that's that's the thing. Is like most lasers um, are beams of light, so that you can like transmit information and have wavelength there like that. I'm less familiar with um, we'll call like intense lasers, lasers that can actually then like. I guess they would have to like are they generating enough heat to then melt what's in front of them? So I mean, I guess in that's like if they're generating enough heat that they're melting whatever they're they're running into in that mm-hmm. regards then yes they would technically have an, an end point right they could run but the way heat. they show it in here is like it, it's like it's like a knife where they're like it goes on beyond the thing that it's cutting and should theoretically just keep on right going yeah because i imagine like yes at some point it will cut through enough air particles that it will start to lose energy and at some point it will go off also, is I mean, yes, light is affected by gravity, but how much, getting way too into this question now, would it still be pulled by Earth's gravitation or would it have less of an effect? Less of an effect of what? In melting things? No, no, no. If it's just shot in the air. If it's just shot. If it, if it's, so Superman is shooting it okay. from... So, okay, hang on. He's flying in the air yeah. above any city... Tree, bird, so, plane, I, um, stratosphere. I don't know. I mean, because I guess there, there is the the effect of gravity on light, but then there's also the fact that light does expand out as it goes, it has a focal point, and then the further it goes away, like the wider, and it basically dissipates over time. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, if you were to shine like a spotlight, like a laser pointer up in the sky, it only really works if it has like like something to hit, something to hit. Like you can actually see it. Otherwise, it just kind of goes and goes and goes, and eventually it dissipates. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know how laser cutting beam because I actually just watched Goldfinger too I'm thinking back to that I'm like what how is that supposed to work like what's underneath <laughs> what's underneath the table that's like stopping it from just it's slicing just cutting through the, through the floor it's cutting through the floor yeah there's like one henchman that's like three floors down it's like oh shit <laughs> or no what I hope is when they were like testing that out they realized where it cuts and so on every floor there's just like a wet sign sign <laughs> this like, is caution laser cuts, laser cuts? yeah <laughs> It's fine. They're shooting it up to the sky. They're just taking out airplanes and helicopters and, and yeah. birds. No, it works. And Superman will go and save them. Yeah. So it's all good. Yeah, I do. I, uh, yeah, I hate, I hate heat lasers. That is actually one thing I'll give credit to um, Smallville for doing. And I don't know if other versions of Superman did this before, but like he basically shoots heat waves right. out of his it eyes. Just, like, they're not just... like a laser beam. Like he's basically just. Yeah, sending out like super intense heat particles, mm-hmm. particles, waves, whatever. Waves. It, partic- it acts as both a wave and a particle. <laughs> I hate this question. <laughs> I hate it when you like, like you're an engineer. You know these things. Like, <laughs> oh fuck, I haven't been an engineer in <laughs> like five, six years. I don't remember That's anything fine. anymore. That's I didn't fine. know anything then either. To be perfectly I'll, honest, I'll bring this up to my to my cousin Ian. He might have an answer for us. Help us, Ian. Yes, you are our only hope. Yeah. <laughs> But it, I mean, the suit, like, it, it's it's another example of them just doing something to, like, have Superman have a super-powered thing mm-hmm. to fight. And even the fight sequences are kind of generic. And there's that whole stupid plot line about there's, like, the, the kill switch where you have to, like, plug into this weird port in the back of the suit. Um, I, I did find it all kind of dumb, except for the fact that it was setting up John Henry Irons. So I always, I've always really liked him. I'm mm-hmm. not... I'm not sure why. He's in a few episodes of JLU. 
I think he's like one or two. Because it's uh, no, I'm thinking of someone else. I mean, because am so, I thinking of Stars and Stripes? I'm thinking of Stars. Yeah, and Stripes. he becomes Steel, and he actually yes. does become Steel in a later Superman episode. And mm-hmm. obviously, there was like that Shaq movie. I was gonna say like Shaquille O'Neal. I think I did. If I recall, I saw that when it came out, but I've never seen it since then. So I don't really remember anything about it. I've only listened to the How Did This Get Made. About oh right, it. yeah, I, I remember the suit, like the look of the suit, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. But I, he, I've always just found him to be a cool character, like that idea of someone who has a similar kind of like moral compass as Superman, yeah. but is human, but has the capacity. I mean, he's, he's more or less, he's not quite Iron Man, the fact that he's on like a drunken philanderer, mm-hmm. but he just knows how to build these super cool tech things. And I've always wanted to see him introduced in a movie in this came, same kind of way they do here, where like he's working for LexCorp or Star Labs or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, what's kind of the coolest thing about that character was his transition to Steel was after the death of Superman. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he's one of the four Supermen that appears. Right, yeah. Yeah, because it's uh, Superboy, the Eradicator, Cyborg Superman, and then Steel. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one who is basically not trying to lay claim to being Superman. He's like, no, I'm not Superman, but I wear his his S in, like, in honor of him. Mm-hmm. But I guess he... So when Doomsday attacked the city, he got buried in the rubble. Like He grabbed a sledgehammer to go and help Superman because they had met and they were friends. Mm-hmm. And he got buried. He came out of there, so he goes and builds himself this, this high-tech suit. But that always seemed like a cool idea. Like, that was an idea I feel like you could have done in a, a good version of The Return of Superman in a feature film. Like, he's probably one of the few you could actually put in there and not have it be ridiculous. <clears throat> right. Because um, the rest of them are pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Well, Superboy less so. Yeah. Uh, so another thing that I want to bring up is there was one moment that it got me really excited, and then I kind of got... What? It, was it when Mills steals the suit and... Breaks through the wall and leaves a Mills-shaped hole. No, that <laughs> upset me about how poor security was. It's pretty bad, yeah. And what, what's even more upsetting is, uh, I don't know if you caught this, so the, I don't remember their names anymore, the, the guy and girl SCU members. Turpin and Sawyer. Thank you. Uh, they're playing Gin Rummy, a oh, very yeah. popular two-person game, mm-hmm. but then when they notice that the suit's been stolen... There are three people in that room, which means that there's just a security guard that doesn't get to play. Actually, well, you can play gin with more than two you, people. You can, but it's very hard. And only no, it's th- not. It's different. No, it's the same. I play it all the time. Uh, I don't well, like Okay, it. well, I don't know if you can play gin with more than two people, but you can play gin rummy. Oh, uh, I think they're people. just playing gin. I think they're playing gin, yeah, because I always uh, play gin rummy with my mom. Okay. And my brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because it was just, um, it was just the two of them had cards in their hand. Yeah, I think they were just playing gin. And that just makes me think, like, that poor security guard there. not <laughs> only did he not get to play but he also probably lost his job he probably did he was yeah. supposed to be watching the suit no the moment that i'm talking about is when mills goes to luther and he breaks the glass and this the shark is about to eat luther oh yeah that's real um, oh i was real dumb i don't know what you're about to say the moment that i wish had happened is superman comes and picks up the shark before it hit before it eats lex mm-hmm uh, steel, not steel, uh, Mills is on the ground. And what I was really hoping for was Superman to turn and use the shark, shark's oh, tail. Oh, like whip it around and hit yes. him. Yes, oh I wanted that so badly. Because uh, the way he, held, only... he was holding the shark by like by its upper half. Yeah. And so he could have easily done like a nice shark slap. Been a shark club? Yes. Oh my and God. I wanted that so badly. And when he put it away. That would have been like, amazing. You guys are really missing out on a big opportunity here. Yeah. 
I, I also note, well, real quick, we'll get on the next episode, mm-hmm. but real quick, it, I was a little bit confused by the end because so like they, they zap him in the suit and when they do, his eyes go white. Like I, yeah. assume, I assumed he was going to go blind and then when they take the suit off, his hand twitches and the glove and twitches. The glove twitches yeah. So I felt like they were setting up some sort of thing about like, oh, he's going to come back and he has like this telepathic connection with the suit. Mm-hmm. But then in the end, like, oh, he's just in recovery and he'll recover perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with him anymore. I wonder, I like, but d- does he come back? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. They they might have planned for him to come back because the story I can see coming from this is him still in bed in the suit. The suit, he, he's, yeah. He can control it without moving. Yeah. So it'll all be it. Uh, if yeah, it felt like they yeah. You see, that's where they would go. It almost felt like they maybe had that idea in mind, and then the last minute changed the ending and just did a little something different, like oh, he'll recover. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, though, I think it's fine. I don't know if I really want to see him being. Yeah. We have enough really mediocre villains who come back far too often to add him in there as well. Right. But I am looking forward to um to Steel coming back actually as Steel. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then I was super excited because this week we got to watch what I remember as being one of my favorite Batman episodes. Yes. Because it's the only new Batman adventure with Mister Freeze. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Um. What did you think of the new Freeze suit, the new design? Like, uh, I, you, like haven't, you haven't seen this before, right? This I've never first? seen this okay. one. When he, when he comes out as a fucking spider head, yeah. I lost my shit. I mean, did you like that? Did you think it was ridiculous? I what? thought it was fascinating. I mean, okay. I don't think I liked it very much, but I thought it was a fascinating choice. It's an, it is an interesting choice. Yeah. I, I want to ask you, I, I, I love this version. Mm-hmm. I love the suit. Yeah, I do too. Uh, what is your favorite look of Mr. Freeze? This. I think it's this. Okay. I like this better than the the new or the original Batman the animated series. I like it better than the Batman. Because that's um, the one where it's just like an icicle, right? Uh yeah, the Batman the Batman's just an icicle. Yeah. I don't really yeah, care for one, like the Arkham City look either. Um I mean I guess there have been some versions of the comics that I kind of like. I obviously don't care for the Batman and Robin suit. It's just fucking mm-hmm. terrible. No, I really like this one. You're like, not a big fan of the Schwarzenegger? Can't, can't say that I am. Oh, uh, shame. No, I like this one. I like the I like the color styling on it. I like that we get to see his eyes rather than the goggles. It's mm-hmm. a very different look. Yeah. I don't think Mike Mignola did this one. I think he just did the original one. I think so. Yeah. But I, it feels I, completely yeah, different. I like it a lot. But also, like to me, that was so cool that he had like the spider leg thing. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I remember... There was a toy of that, and of so it came. Was. You could take his head off and put it on the spider legs, and like it was. It's. I still have that toy somewhere. <laughs> it's like one of my all-time favorite Batman toys. Mm-hmm. The reason I think I like the Batman version is there's. I think it's in Young Justice, or it's, I don't remember which series it's in. There's one moment where Mister Freeze's helmet breaks. Mm-hmm. And in order to save himself, he shoots his head with his freeze gun. Oh, that's. And he has like an icicle. That may oh, as a that, helmet. That sounds vaguely familiar. That may I have been Young Justice. What, I don't think it was the Batman. No, it wasn't he, the Batman. Yeah, because he would just regrow it because it's already an icicle. Yeah, that's I think that's why cool, I like though. it because yeah. I love that idea mm-hmm. of like like why is he dealing with this when he can just give himself? He can just icicle himself. Yeah, yeah. And I don't remember what that is though, because there is that episode of Young Justice where all of the ice villains come together. Oh, isn't that like one of the first ones? Well, in the pilot. It's all of them fighting ice villains. Oh, that's right. How they it's come later together. when they all come. To, okay, yeah, when they yeah. go to prison. Yeah. And it's uh, Icicle Jr. is trying to break oh, that's the right. family out. So it's Icicle Jr., Icicle Sr., Cap Cold, Mr. Freeze, um, and um, not Killer Frost. Oh, okay. I need to go back and I need to rewatch that. So good. Uh, so yes, we have uh, Cold Comfort. We have Mr. Freeze. Looks yeah. awesome. 
And so this time he, around, he's trying. He's basically like lost all hope, and so he's, he's just a go- bad person he's now. Like, yeah. So now, like, he's just going around and like taking people's hope from them, so, like destroying like their precious works of art or like destroying this dinosaur. Mm-hmm. So then he sets his sights on Bruce Wayne. You, the one like it's kind of cheesy, but I have to say I really love when a villain attacks Wayne Manor. Mm-hmm. Like I really, really love it. Yeah, and and like the <clears throat> it's a very small twist because it wasn't what I was expecting. So he comes in, he's like, I want to take everything that you love away from you. Yeah, and so he aims the gun at Robin or at at, at Tim. Tim because he's like, all you want is a family, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna take your son away. And before he fires it, he's like, no. I know what you cherish more, not the surrogate son, the surrogate father. Mm-hmm. And he shoots Alfred, Aww. and I yelped. Oh, no. It's like, <gasps> no. <laughs> Alfred. Not Alfred. Oh, I, but he's fine. He's, he's in like he's a, fine. He's he's like a in like jacuzzi his, his afterwards. Chemical bath. I guess one, like, what was fun to see in, in this episode was Bruce being a parent. Like, not only to mm-hmm. Tim, where he's going to ask him, it's like, oh, I heard you, like, failed your... Your like civics test, yeah, and I loved Tim's response because he's like, "Oh yeah, like you don't even understand like how the justice system works." Like, well, why should I? You ignore it entirely. <laughs> so how about that math test? Yeah, <laughs> I I guess I didn't catch that. That's why he went off topic. I thought oh, it was okay. yeah. that it would make sense that that was why. I thought it was because he heard Alfred getting attacked. Oh no! It was and so he was like trying to move the conversation away from anything Batman related. Oh no! He no he was just like. Yeah, he got stumbled up by the fact yeah. that, yeah. He, I like that much he, better. It was, it was a fun moment, even, like, when he's um, having Batgirl trained down in the Batcave. And, like, she gets, like, the highest score, but she still gets, like, zapped by... The, I thought those were really cool, the little, mm-hmm. like, like, zappers that have, like, the punch panels on them so they disappear Yeah, when you hit them. But he's like, no, like, dead you, still, dead. you still got shot. Like, dead yeah. is dead. Like, but I got a new high score, but you're still, you're still, <clears throat> you still died. Yeah. It's like, but it, it's a high score. It's like, it's a corpse with a high score. It, it's just fun to see him kind of softening mm-hmm. a bit. Like, I think, I mean, I think that was a deliberate choice they went for in this one. They're trying to make it a little more kid, not doesn't kid friendly, but they wanted the more that sense of a Batman family. Like the, yeah. all the marketing for the show back in the day too was, it wasn't just Batman. It was Batman. Night it was the Bat family. Robin. It was the Bat family. Yeah. And actually putting him in that situation progresses the character, which is fun to see, which then if you think about it, it's kind of disappointing because when we get the justice league, he's basically just an, like a solo character. Yeah. Again, which, Timeline-wise, actually does kind of match up based on where these plot threads go. Mm-hmm. But I like this part here where he's like, but he's also, what also I love is going off of that he's softened up. I feel like every Robin experience we had in BTOS, um, Robin had to fight to join. He's like, let me come, let me come. And yeah. Robin's like, no, you, this isn't for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and here, like, yes, he said that with, with Tim, but he was like, yeah, Batgirl, get in. We're going. Yeah. Like, didn't even question it. Like, he fully accepts them helping now. Yeah, he actually treats them as partners now, mm-hmm. which he didn't necessarily before. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is it is pretty fun. Did you find, the, excuse me, though, that the, maybe not necessarily in the specifics, because I think there's a lot of cool specific things, like those moments and mm-hmm. the spider freeze, that this episode was a little bit more generic, though, than the other freeze episodes we got back in BTOS. Yeah. The fr- like, when we got a freeze episode before, it was an event. Like, I was yeah. excited when I knew it was freeze. And I got excited for this episode. But, yeah, what, like, when his, like, his reasoning to do things, I think that's why it didn't it's, feel as good. Yeah, his, his motivation. Because he was kind of not an anti-hero, but he was, like, he was doing it for what he thought was good. Yeah, he, he was driven then. by something empathetic, and he was doing 
what he thought was right. He was mm-hmm. knowingly doing bad things to do what he thought was right. And, and they even bring that up when yeah. when Tim, uh, Batgirl, and Batman are all in the Batcave together. They even bring that up of like, yeah, why is he doing this? He he only does things for his wife. How is this helping her? Yeah, well, it's because she's moved on. Like, because they, I guess, I forgot that they they did cure her at the end of Sub Zero. Yeah, and then I guess she was kind of waiting around for Victor to come back to her, and when he never did, she moved on. Mm-hmm. Kind of understandably so. Um, yeah, it just, you know, it, it, it was just a little kind of like, man, like, oh, he's got like this big, like ice bomb. He's going to like drop on the city and, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's his way of getting back to Batman. It's like, we're going to keep you alive so you can. That I did like that. Like what does Batman care about most? He didn't even think about Robin or Batgirl. He's like, I'm going to destroy Gotham. And I liked it too, because that justified where earlier Freeze didn't kill him. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, that's for a later time. And you're like, oh, this is just a cliche like mm-hmm. we can say for later day like oh no he actually had a, a real strategy in place here yeah but he's also an idiot because he just left him in the care of his like his ice girls can i talk about the ice girls for a second yes, you the ice maidens yes holy shit uh, damn it holy <laughs> shit talent yeah they maybe had 10 lines all together mm-hmm. they didn't talk much but the three girls they cast as the ice maidens um remind me who they were as uh, I'll start with the the smallest name. Okay. Uh, is uh, Lauren Tom. Okay, yeah. Uh, Who's also Angela Chen uh, in Superman the Animated Series. Yes. And also um, Amy in Futurama. Yeah, she's Amy in Futurama. She's number three. Th- this is just oh, that's a, right. uh, a big like Kids Next Door thing for me. Of course. Uh, number three from Kids Next Door. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was Gizmo and Jinx from the Teen Titans series. Trish and Sherry from Rocket Power, the two friends. Yeah. And we'll see her again, and we'll hear her again, because she is Agent Lee in Zeta Project. Oh, shit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess she is. Uh, Love her. Continuing the line of Kids Next Door, Cree Summer was Mm -hmm. uh, one of the other Ice Maidens. She is number five from Kids Next Door. She is Kida from Atlantis, the princess. Yeah. Uh, She's Wuya from Shaolin Showdown, not important. She's Tula from Young Justice. Uh Uh, She's Susie Carmichael. From Rugrats, both in Rugrat form and in all-grown-up form. Okay. Um, and she's Valerie from Danny Phantom. So, like, two of my favorite cartoons of all time she's been in. Oh, my God. Um, and then the third one is fucking... Tre- uh, what's her name? Trace uh, McNally? Trace yeah, McNeil? Trace McNally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who is Grandma Skinner and um, Dolph, who's the, the bully with long hair from The yeah. Simpsons. Um, she's Daisy Duck. She's been the voice of Daisy Duck basically since 1998. Yeah. Um, she is mom from Futurama, mm-hmm. to continue that connection. She's Charlotte from Rugrats, Angelica's mom. And she's Dot from Animaniacs. Did she... Why do I feel like she passed away? I hope not. Why, do I, why am I thinking that? You're, uh, you're thinking of um, the voice of... Mrs. Krabappel. Oh, that's right. She passed away. Yeah. No, she did. Trust me now? Yeah, she did. Are you sure? Because on her. Oh, no, no, never mind. Never mind. I apologize. She's still still alive. You're still around. Don't start rumors. I'm sorry. She's alive. I retract thing that I just said. She's still still alive and kicking. Yeah. Yeah. There's a website called who's alive and who's dead.com. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, for like these three throwaway goons they went big for voices because like at least for trace mcnail she was already dot in animaniacs like she was already 
big. But I mean, that's kind of the power of the show, right? Is that, yeah. I mean, you, this is all the time. Like, and I think what will happen too is they'll bring people in to do bigger voices and then they'll just have them stick around to do like a bit part here and there. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Ron Perlman voiced like some random henchman in an episode adjacent to when oh, he was playing true. Clayface. Yeah. Right. They do that pretty regularly. Okay. But yeah, I mean, Looking back on this episode, I don't think it's quite as good as I remember it being when I first saw it as a kid. Mm-hmm. But I loved it as as a kid, and I think it it, it I think we're gonna see a lot of the new Batman adventures like look really cool, but that maybe some of the storytelling isn't quite as deep. Okay, there are some huge exceptions to that though. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think some of the best episodes ever of the animated series are included in this run. Yeah, but this did seem a little bit like a little bit more meh. Mm-hmm. There was there was one moment that I wish had happened because I, I put scenes in from what I would want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, when Freeze destroys the painting, and then there's the woman with the dog, and he's about oh, to shoot yeah. the dog, and Batman knocks the gun, and it has the alcohol stand. I would have loved just a quick cutaway of like the alcoholic, and like, no! no! <laughs> Why? No, I need it. <laughs> My one true love. <laughs> you took away all hope. And then he just actually just like grabs a glass, like an ice pick, picks up <laughs> a chunk, just, oh, I'm good. Never mind, guys. Go about your business. Um, and then the ending... Is they drop the ice bomb in the ocean? Yeah, uh, with freeze supposedly attached, but it zooms in and his head his is head's missing. Missing, yeah. Um, and it reminded me of how there was a Futurama episode on how they deal with global warming. Oh, oh, they just drop, they drop a the giant, giant ice cube, cube, and that's all I could think of. I'm like, is that plausible? Can we just drop a giant ice cube and have that? all our problems get saved? Yeah. Oh, we just need to get on that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the giant ice pick. Just. Or the mm-hmm. ice book or whatever. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Yeah, it was. It, I thought it ended a little bit abruptly, mm-hmm. um, and we won't see Freeze again until Batman Beyond. Oh. But okay. he there's a really great episode with him in Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I guess for now though, what uh, what are you plugging this week, Cameron? What have you oh, been checking gosh, out? What am I plugging? Uh, I finished my next audiobook. I was listening to Artemis mm-hmm. by. Oh, it's uh, the new Ernest yeah. Klein. No, Andy no, Weir. Oh, Andy Weir. Yeah, the guy who wrote The Martian. Yeah. Um, it was it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I it it didn't go the way I expected. I forgot how like mathematical and scientific Weir is in his writing. Yeah, that's kind of his whole thing. Yeah. Um, and I guess I was expecting like kind of more action to it. Okay. But it's good. It's still a good story. It's worth uh, checking out. I think so. Mm-hmm. If you have if you have a free Audible download, I think it's it's worth it. Or you could always just go pick up a book. No. And read it. No. People don't do that anymore. This is an audio. This is an audio medium kind of world, Chris. <laughs> Books are dead. <laughs> I refuse. I'll, I'll keep <laughs> them alive just by myself. If I have to. Um, and then it's kind of an older series, but it was just put up on Hulu. It's CNN's A History of Comedy, uh, which is like an eight-episode documentary series, uh, which is amazing. Yeah. It's so good. It's so funny. It kind of goes over all aspects of comedy from Mm -hmm. like uh, writing TV shows and movies to acting in TV shows and movies to stand-up to pulling inspiration from like politics and drugs and experience versus um, set-up punchline. Mm Because I guess like, until the 60s, all comedians just did set a punchline. Oh, okay. And it was like an underground movement of the late 60s that really was like... That transitioned more to like storytelling yeah. sort of thing? Uh, and it's so cool. Every episode's a different topic. Oh, that's awesome. Episode two, I think, is my favorite one. It's called The Funnier Sex. Mm-hmm. And it's about the rise of women in comedy. Oh, awesome. And the big fight they've had to go through to get there. Yeah. So great. 
I, uh, I'll have to check that out. I actually worked on, not on that show, but a show for True TV that kind of rivaled it. Mm-hmm. It's called Inside Iconic Comedy, and they were... Oh, are you remember we talking yeah, about Yes, so it that. mostly focused on um, movies, because mm-hmm. this was the... Oh, this day, this is still the, the single job, not well, maybe not anymore, the single job, but like one of the jobs I was most disappointed I missed out on was they, I was already contracted for the day to be doing like a, an airport drop off, but it was, they went out to the airplane hangar and turned on, they saw the original airplane set at this like airport is used exclusively for filming and they brought Robert, St- or Robert Hayes, oh, the wow. star of airplane and they put him in the airplane cockpit and turned it on and I fucking missed it. <laughs> but yeah, the show did something similar. I actually got to meet uh, Phil Lamar. Oh, we, that's awesome. we interviewed him. Yeah, he was one of the people. I've had a, a Skype call with him once. Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> like you and you and Phil Lamar, uh, just the two of you? <laughs> no, not not that intimate. Um, my one of my college professors was a good friend of his. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And as like a treat to the class, he skyped in with the class, and we could uh, we could oh, ask him awesome. about anything. He like when we met him, he he seemed pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got we got to do that right after they announced uh, Samurai Jack was coming back. Oh, okay. And so obviously, all we wanted to do was ask him about that's that. Samurai Jack. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome though. Yeah. Good. Oh, idea. sorry. The reason we got to talk with him, it wasn't just like a like a good gift. We'd watched Pulp Fiction as a class. Oh, yeah. And he has a very bit part. Yeah. It's like one of his few live action roles. Mm -hmm. It's still pretty important for the movie, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so we were supposed to be asking questions about that. But I think the news had dropped that morning about Samurai Jack. And it's like even our professor couldn't keep on topic. No. Oh, that's awesome. Um, And I plugged it before, so we don't have to put it back in the plugs. But I Mm -hmm. finished um, Marvelous Miss Maisel, and it's amazing. Oh, is it? Mm -hmm. That's it. It's funny to watch. I'm all, oh, I'm super excited. Amazon Prime is now actually on the Apple TV, so I don't have to yes. use my fucking Xbox. Guys, never buy an Xbox One. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. I hate it so much. It never turns on twice the same way. <laughs> so I'm like, I can watch all this stuff so much easier now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have to plug? Uh, I went and saw a really great film, really small film, though. It's only playing like the like the Lomley here in LA. Oh, wow. But hopefully it'll get um, like wider release at some point or be on video on demand. But it's called Princess Sid. Okay. Yeah, and um, my friend Michael was going to go see it. He's like, hey, come check it out with me. So I finally got to use my movie pass, one. <laughs> After two months, I finally used it. Um, but no, it's about this um, like high school senior who goes to spend like a few weeks with her, her aunt, who's a pretty well-known writer living in Chicago. She's part of the whole like literary like intellectual sect there. And uh, the girl, while she's there, like basically starts dating this other girl who's a barista. And it's just really... Like very sincere and very sweet and very charming and you know it's for me in my mind I was kind of comparing it to Call Me by Your Name because they're both it's, yeah they're both it sounds queer, similar queer yeah. films but while Call Me by Your Name is much more it's weird because it's sophisticated but kind of like flashy and very artistic and like designed to be really cinematic mm-hmm. this is much more like kind of grounded and real and like all the characters like they're really cool to each other and then they're just total assholes for like no good reason it just felt it felt very. Mm-hmm. Like I actually think it I sounds liked like it a, more. A, a nice medium between uh, "Call Me by Your Name" and "Lady Bird," which kind of the two okay, yeah, I haven't seen "Lady Bird" right yet. Okay. Yeah, I need to go see that one. But yeah, no, it was it's really it's really really sweet. Like there's no one in it who's um, like a really big name, but I absolutely loved it. And then also uh, my friend Richard, who actually I think does listen to these. So hey, Richard, he <laughs> lent me his copy of "Love Is Love," which was the IDW comic published after the Pulse shooting. Okay. Yeah, and so it's a whole bunch of. Uh, writers and artists kind of they do either one page or two to three page um, just like small stories and like some of our poetry some of them are like personal retellings that sort of thing but it's it's really incredible and you know me I have no emotions and I mm-hmm. I think did I actually cry 
Oh wow! I think I seem to vaguely recall like like a little bit of dampness. This is form, this is two weeks. Like we're learning how sensitive you are. I know. Well, I, I I I can be sensitive sometimes. I also just watched Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan again, and <laughs> I I cry every time. That gets me. Uh, Luck of the Fryrish from Futurama. Oh, always makes I mean, me cry. I mean, there's those three episodes of Futurama that you can't ever watch. Luck uh, of the Fryrish, Jurassic Bark, and, and then the, the last season when he goes to see his mom. The oh close encounters of the God, third Oh my God, yes. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. It wrecks oh, me, all yeah. those, every time. You find out it's all... Oh, God, I know. It's all her dream. Uh, it's all her dream, Chris. Uh, He's, she still thinks about him. I know. It's so, oh, it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that... Uh, that actually made me cry a little bit. Oh. But it's really good. I mean, it's 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 really incredible. It's uh, it's well worth reading. So, um, yeah. But that's it for me. Awesome. Uh, sorry, everyone. That we kind of sped through this podcast. We have we're off to go see John Mulaney. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't want to make people jealous by telling exactly what we were doing. But we tell people we're, we're doing LA. all the time. Like yeah, we're being we, very LA. We're extraordinary LA. Uh, so where can we find us? Where, uh, where am so I? So where are you, Cameron? Where, where am I? Where are you? I- <laughs> Um, you can find me at, uh, Cam Dexter underscore adventures. Uh, I'm not even going to plug the other one until I make something new. Yeah, I know. But yeah, go, go check out all of his other, he's very Disney heavy these days. So go check that I out. Know. That's some good shit. Uh, you can find me at Lordifer on, uh, Instagram and Twitter. And then the podcast itself, it's obviously at Tim talk pod on Gmail and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Yes. I'm trying to get better about actually keeping in touch with people. I really lost track of the last two weeks. I'm trying to get back on it now. With emails? With, with everything. Okay. Like, I, I'm, i like, way behind on everything right now. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to get cup back uh, up on yeah, it. Yeah, blame Chris for not doing this. Yeah. Because that's clearly not my job. It's, except for the... See, this is fucked up, is that I do it all the time, and I get shit for, like, being a week behind on things, but you get tons of credit for the occasional times <laughs> you actually do something, and I'm the one giving you credit. That's right. That's right. You appreciate me. God, I've really screwed myself over in this situation. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. It's a great deal. All right. Well, uh, as always, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, guys. Bye. Have you ever been listening to NPR and thought to yourself, gosh, I love the human interest aspect, the dulcet voices of the hosts, the promise of totes, but I just hate how true it all is. That's where we come in. It's This American Lie, an hour of improvised NPR. We're a lot like that other show, but we make it all up in front of a live audience every second Saturday at the Nerdist School stage. Find show and ticket information at NerdistSchool.com or catch the podcast on the Nerdist School Network. Search for us on iTunes. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com.